This Week of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by Wix.com. These days, whether you're a villain or a hero, you need a professional website. Wix has got you covered. Plus, it's easy to get started. You can build a site from scratch or customize a beautiful template. Go to Wix.com slash podcast. That's Wix.com slash podcast and get 10% off when you're ready to go premium. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. In case you're just tuning in, here's the deal. Every weekday for a year, we're taking five minutes to tell the story of a woman from throughout history and around the world who you may or may not know about, but definitely should. Each month is themed, and this month we're talking about villainesses. Women have historically been put on pedestals, and the feminine is often equated with either purity and goodness or irreparable immorality. But women, like all people, are complex and diverse. This month, we're talking about some women who really were villains, and others who were painted as such but maybe deserve a historical redemption. Our villainess of the day was a legendary criminal, gang leader, and river pirate in New York City. Meet the one and only Sadie the Goat. Not much is known about the particulars of Sadie's youth, but Sadie Farrell was an Irish-American who lived in mid-19th century New York City. She's believed to have lived in New York's Fourth Ward, which was located around what's today known as the Financial District. The Fourth Ward had serious sanitation issues and a crime problem. In 1865, the Citizens Association of New York published a report on sanitation and public health in the city. Of the Fourth Ward, the report said, There are more than 400 families in this district whose homes can only be reached by wading through a disgusting deposit of filthy refuse. Sadie was a colorful character in the area. She earned her nickname because when she came across travelers walking solo, she headbutted them in the stomach like a goat, while an accomplice fired a slingshot at the victim and robbed them. One anecdote that's made its way prominently into the folklore surrounding Sadie involved a longtime feud with a woman named Gallus Mag. Gallus Mag was a tough, six-foot-tall female bouncer. Her signature move was to bite off the ear of troublemakers. Most of the time, that meant she was biting off the ears of men. But Mag didn't necessarily discriminate. And in the midst of a major bar fight, Mag bit off Sadie's ear. Sadie fled the area and ventured to the west side of Manhattan. The story goes that Sadie was walking the docks on the west side in the spring of 1869 when she saw members of the Charlton Street gang attempt to board a small ship anchored in the river. They were unsuccessful against the ship's crew. Sadie offered to help and became the gang's leader. Days later, she successfully led efforts to steal a bigger ship. Thus, Sadie and her crew's pirating careers began. They sailed the Hudson and Harlem Rivers, going as far north as Poughkeepsie and Albany, New York. The gang wreaked havoc under Sadie's leadership, raiding villages, robbing houses, and kidnapping for ransom. Local newspapers at the time said that Sadie made several male prisoners walk the plank. The gang's strategy worked for several months before the tides of fortune changed. Farmers in the Hudson Valley began to fight back. Whenever Sadie and the Charlton Street gang landed, the farmers would open fire. When the locals won, the pirates disbanded and returned to their previous haunts. Sadie went back to the Fourth Ward, where she was deemed queen of the waterfront. 
It's believed that she made a truce with Gallus Mag, and Gallus Mag gave Sadie her ear back. Mag had been keeping it displayed in a jar on the bar. The tale goes that Sadie kept the ear in a locket and wore it around her neck for the rest of her life. Sadie the goat was referenced in many historical novels and was part of the basis for the character Hellcat Maggie in the movie Gangs of New York. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another fascinating villainess. Special thanks to my favorite sister and co-creator, Liz Kaplan. Also, shout out to Andy Christens for our incredible original theme music. Talk to you tomorrow.